Here we are, everybody. Welcome. I'm excited to bring Jim and Jack together. You guys have never met before. I'm the center of the wheel here today. So I'm not sure the whole world knows, but most of the whole world must know by now. We're going on a cruise in May. We are going on a cruise from Seattle to Alaska, May 4th. Are you coming? I'm contractually obligated. I uh, believe you are. Yeah. And then question really, uh, is Jim coming? Jim, you I'll, I'll already be in Alaska fishing. I'll see you guys from the coast as you pull in. Are you in. serious? <laughs> no, that's just me no. living in a fantasy land. Jack, I mean, I thought I could break the ice by, there's at least a slightly mildly funny story about how we came up with this idea. And I don't know if you remember, but we were sitting Dude. around at the Kansas City sort of Wednesday instructor's dinner City. thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, we were like, hey, do you ever do that piping hot summer drummer cruise? And I think yours got canceled because of COVID. And our most recent cruise very nearly got destroyed by COVID. And we were like, yeah, I don't know, like maybe we'll do it again. But then I feel like it kind of came, we kind of reached the same idea at the same time, which is we should collaborate and do a, a joint cruise. I think that's exactly what happened. We are on a, a similar path. Our piping hot summer drummer cruise through Alaska looked great at one point and then the COVID hit and the whole thing got canceled. And as you mentioned, your fourth cruise got canceled because of COVID. But we were kind of the same place. Really, there should be a piping cruise out there. And maybe we should collaborate because it is kind of a lot of work. And it's not a lot of money. And it's for fun and for piping. And mm -hmm. if we put our heads together, and it might just work because we have similar and somewhat overlapping, but somewhat different markets, you and I. Yes, you absolutely. You got your clientele and I've got mine at Piping Hot. And so anyway... Oh, and by the time dinner was done, we were like agreeing to get together again and talk this through. And so we started to do that. And one thing led to another end that we had a contact in the cruise industry, or I had one up here through Piping Hot and uh, a parent that one of the kids in our Robert Malcolm band is a cruise guy. There's cruises for Expedia Cruises. And we started working with him and putting it all together. So it was fun. There's one big problem with our travel agent, however which I feel we should address right here from the beginning, which is his name is also Andrew. Right and so, so communications between the three of us, it's been a challenge. I mean, I've had to go back to my old SFU pipe band name. When I do emails with you, I refuse to say Andrew. It's Andrew D or Andrew F. So we keep it separate that way. But he's yeah. really smart and he's done a lot of these themed cruises for different segments of society. One he mentioned to us was his Italian cooking cruise where he puts, gets people on the ship and experts in Italian cooking and they do their thing. And, you know, directly in our case, he's putting a semi experts or something together on a piping cruise and combining the cruise experience with a really good, you know, bagpipe experience as well. Will you ever reveal to the world what your SFU piping days nickname was there? Well, Andrew? what I was referring to is the old Doogie nickname. Oh, Doogie. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Which, which, you know, when I moved back to New York and I met my wife and stuff, I just tried to casually leave that nickname out of the conversation. I still hear that Doogie being used from time to time. It's yeah. definitely around the old timers in SFU. When we start talking about you, it's Doogie this and Doogie that. Doogie yes. did this and Doogie wrote those harmonies and this type of thing. Yeah, well, I, that's, uh, it's, I'm glad that there's a few things left over. And then if you go way back, back to the old East Coast Oren Moore days, I was Dougie then. So I was Ooh, Dougie yeah, there. And the, every good. now and then, someone will come up to me and refer to me as that. And it's kind of a big... It's a shocker. Shocker. Now, now, 
I've got my idea for my next T-shirt now, Andrew, is the Pokemon evolution from Dougie to Doogie to Douglas. Mm-hmm. How it happened from practice chanter uh, to goose to full Highland pipes or something like that. Yeah. Well, now people call me all sorts of stuff, if you know what I mean. So there it is. So uh, anyway, cruises, typically we, the dojo has done a few and they're really fun. I have a couple of thoughts. Thought number one is this is not a tropical cruise. We decided that Alaska would be a really cool thing to do. And so I think, first of all, There was a little bit of debate whether or not you even need the balcony room because it's going to be a little bit chilly, maybe, Alaska in May. I think it's chilly. The season will just be beginning, and we're going to Alaska. So I'm planning on bringing sweaters and heavy coats and stuff and not the tropical attire, you know. But because when we go out on the ship and when we go out on shore, it'll be for sure with a jacket and maybe a little toucan. Mm -hmm. So it won't be freezing, but it'll be chilly for sure. Um, but we'll be doing the majority of our piping indoors, just to clarify that. <laughs> well, and the, the, then the other thing about Alaska, which is different than cruising to the tropics, is, of course, in Alaska, there are lots of pipers and drummers there, I think. And yeah. so we're actually maybe going to meet up with some of them, like when we pull into port in we our are. giant boat. Alaska cool is actually a pretty darn good piping state. Yeah. And so... Once we started to put this crew together, people may or may not know this, but Andrew and I have been working right from the beginning on this. We reached out to two pipe bands. We reached out to the city of Juneau pipe band. So I have friends in that band because we're going to Juneau, state capital. And we reached out to the Misty Isle pipe band in Ketchikan. Mm-hmm. And so both of these bands were very enthusiastic. Hey, we're bringing 30 pipers to your town. Would you like to have a tune with us? That was kind of the, the gist of the conversation. And they were like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Because they haven't had so many pipers that, you know, in quite some time. So I think for the people on our cruise, it was just something kind of fun as well. We're going to play on the ship and do different things, but we're going to get off the ship. And we encouraging all the pipers to, you know, bring the pipes and all that type of thing and, and have a few tunes with Juno Pipe Band and, and the Misty Isles up in, in Ketchikan. It's going to be very fun. We're hoping for respectable weather. Both areas have a place where we can play and you know, stuff like that. And we'll be off, off the boat for a few hours and have some time for a, a good visit and, you know, type of thing too. Definitely, that has become a very fun part of our cruise that's coming up in May. Surely, there's been a lot of effort to expend on making plans, like practical plans, like how to get people there and what food to eat and stuff like that. But I also feel like surely there's also been at least some energy expended upon at least puns or dad jokes, but maybe even marketing to do with piping hot summer drummer, but we're going to cool things off in Alaska, right? Or cool it down or something like that. Well, it's getting too hot or something. Okay, we didn't actually go in those two, two particular directions, but we did come up with the cruise journey north. Come on, that's pretty. Oh, okay, that's pretty. Up. That is I pretty. I can't take yeah, much yeah. It was more um, the, the, uh, the doogie thing. I feel but like cruise you can take journey that north. There's kind of a, a nautical theme to that, and we're heading north. And we're going from Seattle. Seattle's a big hub. Vancouver is also a big cruising hub, but we decided let's start the cruise in Seattle. Uh, it's very easy for, for Canadians to get to Seattle and it's, you know, it's easy for Americans to get to Seattle as well. Uh, just straight up the coast, you know, cruise journey north. How can you great. forget that? That's pretty good. I mean, it almost reminds me of, I feel like there's a bagpipe tune that might be similar to that, but Jack and I couldn't figure out what that tune might be. So. Jack thought, as Jack regularly does at Playground Summer Drummer, right? I mean, we, since there are no tunes with any names even remotely similar 
to Cruise Journey North, we decided to put one together that we're going to play together on the cruise. And in fact, I'm going to play for you right now, Andrew. That sounds amazing, Jack. It's an amazing thing right here. Andrew, Douglas, and I, Doogie and I collaborated on this very innovative 4-4 March Cruise Journey North. <laughs> As I was playing awesome. that, I was thinking, man, I should get that thing memorized because it's been a wee while <laughs> since Andrew and I composed that. But we thought we needed a tune to commemorate the cruise. We wanted it to be fun, easy, so everybody could play it. It had to be kind of a 3-4-4-4. Four, four, four. And we will be sending this out with the music package ahead of time to the all the Piper's Nest. that will have it out, up in their hands ahead of time, as well as the city of Juneau Pike Band and, and the Misty Isles up in Ketchikan. So... That's, anyway, that's one cool. of the one of the tunes that we've come up with here for the cruise. Cruise Journey North. So, and mean, so when this airs, will this be like the world debut of it will cruise be. Journey North? On yeah, the banks really of Juno, I think. The world yeah. premiere of that tune. Yes. Did the, so, did, what it just did didn't count. One of the reasons people listen to our podcast, I think, is because they get the inside scoop. So, Jack, I, do you think it's safe to reveal our proprietary compositional process? that you and I use when we compose a tune together? It, I think it's safe to do that. You think so? So Jim, you're gonna hear it first and then the world's gonna hear the proprietary tune composition process. And it goes like this. Jack writes a tune, that's step one. Step two, emails me and he says, hey, I need you to tweak a couple of notes on this so that we can say that we wrote it together. And which I did. And then what happens is Jack takes his favorite 80% of the notes I added in gets rid of the ones he doesn't like, and then, then we publish That's the That's exactly how it went. That's exactly yep. how it played out. And here's the thing. Here's what Jack, here's what Jack doesn't know, is I foresaw that, that the inevitability that he was going to get rid of the craziest 20%. So I went real crazy so that we ended up with just, you know, just the right amount of practical crazy. Tune. Yeah, you went a little bit flamboyant on us there. <laughs> got to do it. Whoever we wanted, start. I think we have something that's really good and people will enjoy yeah. playing and We'll even give them a personal copy of it. It's amazing. Hmm. Yeah. So it's something like Jack Lee writes a song, sends the tune over to Andrew Douglas. Andrew Douglas messes it up a little bit. Then Jack fixes it again. And then it's officially that's, done. That's how, yes. I, that's how I would prefer to view it right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, I, I feel like. I've been picking up, I've been cleaning up after Andrew Douglas for many years now. You yeah. see? It's, it's sort of potato, <laughs> potato, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know. That's it. So, so we're going on a cruise. Uh, what else we got going on? Well, well, the other thing that we should say about the cruise, last final thought is we emailed our friend, Rab Matheson Indeed. from Scotland, if he, see if he was interested in the cruise. And his literal reply was, hey, I'm looking at a flight. Is it okay to book it? And we were like, wow. Yeah, nice. Right. Yeah, so him and his wife will be joining us yeah, as well. So it'll be pretty I good. I am super, super happy and, and excited to have Rab Matheson on the cruise for more than one reason, but one reason is he's a lot of fun. 
He yeah. is so much fun. But on the on the m more serious side, he's a bagpipe genius. That guy is a genius. Mm -hmm. Great teacher. Super excited about teaching. And I've had him at Piping House Summer Drummer in the past, and he's you know played a couple seasons with SFU. That guy is just brings so much to the table. So fabulous to have Rab on the cruise. I wanted to just briefly before we leave the topic entirely touch on the schedule. Oh, that's Andrew, what I was going to ask you. Andrew Jack. D perfect. and I have been working on the schedule, so. The schedule is a bit flexible, but we want to, you know, let people know that there's some serious piping going on in this cruise. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be good piping too. So we're making sure that we have time for that. Sometimes we're at sea, so to speak, and it's not a lot to do. So you do a little more piping and sometimes we're at port and there's things going on. So you do a little bit less piping. So it varies a bit kind of by day, but like on the first day, for example, the, the ship departs at five o'clock PM. So we just kind of have a meet and greet and get to know each other a bit. But every day after that, you know, we have classes in the morning and when we can uh, stop, stopping per, uh, prohibited uh, two days and classes in the afternoon, like the first day is nine to 11 and a two to four, then next day, well, we're in Sitka. So it's a bit of a break. So it's classes from nine to 11, four to six. So anyway, some of that kind of stuff, there's a lot of various things going on and during the, on the piping side. You know, it's going to be a lot of cool things like you would see at a good piping school, like definitely some technique, working on your technique, teaching you some bagpipe maintenance, tuning type techniques and stuff like that. A good dive into Peabrock for those who are interested in that and whatnot. So the full plate and all, we're putting a music package together, which covers all the genres, you know, from simple marches, dress bass, reels, jigs, horns, Peabrock stuff. So I think it's fair to say that Pipers coming on the cruise will learn a lot, do lots of piping and walk off the ship at the end of the cruise with a big smile on their face because it was actually a lot of fun too. So is, hoping is that this... people can join. We have over 30 registers so far, which is a good size. And we're happy, we'll have to cut it off at some point. I don't know when, but early new year, probably because of capacity on the ship. So yeah. Is the... Is the course schedule such that the entire group will all be in the same classes or no. will there be mul there'll be multiple choices? There will be. We mm -hmm. anticipate having a get together every morning type thing where we're all together doing some general stuff, probably a little bit of cataract, you know, some exercises, different things like that. But at a piping school, everyone's at kind of a different level. We're on all in our own journey, so to speak. So we're going to have a, some different classes or classes and some optional workshops that you can pick from, for example, P-Brock or tuning or, or whatever those come immediately to mind. So yeah, they're together for a bit and then you've kind of broken up into groups and all that. And there'll be some opportunity mm -hmm. for some private help and this sort of thing too. So it should be good. I, yep, I um, am curious for both of you guys with the cruises that you've done in the past, have you ever had a problem? I mean, bagpipes are kind of loud. Have you ever had a problem where, I mean, I'm assuming that you've probably never quite reached the point where you could book an entire boat, right? Has there ever <laughs> been an issue where Carnival Cruise Lines is, if you ever see the name Andrew Douglas come up again, do not allow them to book any of our rooms. They can't come back on our ships, right? Have you ever encountered an issue like that? So I can speak to this. The answer is it's almost always a little bit of a challenge to work with the cruise line to figure out what spaces we're going to use so that we don't disturb the guests, but we've never had a problem. I would say that during our uh, COVID nightmare cruise where we, we ended up kind of delayed for several days and the itinerary got all switched up and we, you know, barely escaped with our 
cruise, right? The, I would say the cruise director was really cranky on that one. And mm. it was not fun to work with, but I think those were extenuating circumstances and yeah, and it'll be good. And of course, the great news about being a piper is if there's ever a time where playing the full pipes is an ideal, you can always do some practice chanter stuff or like Jack yeah. was saying, some, some counter rock stuff or, or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Should be good. Um, yeah, I have a theory on this. I have a friend who was getting hassled by his neighbor that his pipes were too loud. So a friend of mine is practicing in his, in his house. Neighbors getting grouchy, knocking on the door. You're too loud. You're too loud. And so I said to my friend, you know what you should do? You should go down to Home Depot and buy one of these volume meters and measure the guy's volume when he cuts his lawn. So he did. He went down, bought one of these things, checked the volume out for the guy next door who's cutting his lawn. And then my friend went back in his house, went into his normal room, got his wipe out on the sidewalk to measure his volume. The conclusion was the lawnmower was three times louder than the bagpipe. So people often say, oh, the bagpipes are too loud. They go, what? They're not yeah. that loud. They're once in a while loud, but basically you make way more noise when you cut your lawn. So there, that's my theory. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's just unusual. People aren't used to it, but we're trying to, we're trying to change the world, Andrew. That's it. One, one cruise ship at a time. Speaking of one of the things that you said that I'd love to, maybe this could be a segue to just a more general conversation, but you're just pointing out all the stuff we're going to do on the cruise. That's fun. And that really impressed me when I was a young lad and went to piping hot summer drummer the first couple of times. So that seems to be something that's really on the front of your mind when it comes to teaching, especially in sort of like a piping school format. But how important is, is like just having fun? Like how important is that? And does it maybe get overlooked sometimes and lead us in directions we shouldn't be going with our piping okay. and with our teaching? Here's, here's another one of my little theories. I think it's very important and it's never been more important because what I, th I think we found around the world is that the number of people outside of Scotland playing bagpipes is down because the world is changing. And I know in, in Western Canada, for sure, different sort of ethnic mix and whatnot, little less Scottish than it used to be. And the, the bagpipes are competing with a lot of other things that a person can do. And so I think it's extremely important to make bagpiping fun. And guess what? It's not that hard to make it fun. Bagpiping is fun. Bagpiping well is more fun. Bagpiping a little bit better and, you know, somebody pats you on the back or gives you a ribbon or a, a medal. It's even more fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun in piping. But so anyway, we're out there talking to, to kids and adults. It, it's got to be fun. You have to relate to them what they want to play. We find now new people coming in to join our Robert Malcolm Memorial Band. They don't have a clue what the Green Hills of Tyrol is. No idea. Zero. But they know what Star Wars is. And they know what Mary Had a Little Lamb is and, and all those sort of things. So we emphasize all that. We teach them all these fun things as first up so that they get the hang of it while playing some fun tunes that they have heard before. So anyway, I translate that into kind of all the teaching that I do. I, mean, I just try to make it fun because and it's so easy for me to do that because I just think it's so much fun to play well and to play this epic music. It's just a pleasure. So. So a cruise is, is kind of a natural fit for that because yeah. I also think when you get a pipe, group of pipers together, you don't have to manufacture fun. Mm. It just happens. People are 
excited about playing pipes with each other and sharing tunes and stuff. You just have to create the opportunity and kind of the atmosphere, which you and I have been doing for most of our lives. So it's kind of easy to make it fun. I think of people, especially adults on a cruise ship, it'll be fun, but it'll be good piping too, for sure. Jack, I'm pulling two main headlines from this. The first one is Jack Lee likes fun, not (laughs) anti-fun. And the second is Jack Lee approves of Star Wars on bagpipes. (laughs) Not only do I approve of it, I teach it regularly. I am, I'm one of the teachers, I'm very involved with Robert Malcolm Memorial and it's pretty much the first thing. Yes. The first tune my grandson learned and all of his little buddies in the class, Star Wars all the way. I have followed follow closely by Mara Had a Little Lamb. Don't forget, and Jingle Bells. It's, it's that yeah, time jing- I was like, don't forget the Christmas ones. Yeah, well, Jingle Bells. We started in, in, in September, so you get into Jingle Bells for sure. You know, briefly when I was doing a, a short stint as a pipe major for the, the local band that I, that I play with uh, or help with when I can't play, we did do Mary Had a Little Lamb as a parade tune for fun, but internally we referred to it as Mary's Little Plate of Haggis. Is Whoa. that a good joke? Is that a good joke Ooh. or is that too dark? Oh, that's it's dark. a little bit dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, most children in the world would know Mary had a little lamp. Maybe I'm wrong. But, but Jack, I, I hesitate to like, I don't feel qualified, nor do I feel like in, in a room with Andrew Douglas and Jack Lee, the last of the three of us who should be taking up airspace to talk is Jim over here. Right. But I do feel a little bit like really enthusiastic or I don't know, jazzed to hear someone with your kind of pedigree prowess right you're a presence in the piping world being okay with essentially having fun right there is a lot of elitism that ends up happening in our community that feels like auto-destructive in a way where we look at something that might be a gimmick with bagpipes you know think of your flamethrowers or whatever it is right or gimmicky tunes like star wars and we really poo-poo that Sometimes we even shun people from our own community for engaging in that kind of thing. And it just feels a little bit like, yeah, but if that gets people interested, if that's fun, like when was the last time we heard someone playing a fun song on the piano and went, yeah, but that's not real piano. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it's just, it's great to hear somebody say that, but well, I, especially to hear Jack Lee say that, that's uh, I that's most exciting. definitely believe it, believe that. When, when I'm competing and seriously competing and stuff, you know, it's less fun, it's more serious. But the majority of playing that I do involves teaching and helping other people. And I just want to have fun with it because they are going to enjoy it so much more if it's so fun. So anyway, Star Wars, tick. Baby Shark, tick. Whatever. When my kids were learning, it was Barney. You know, Barney, the, the purple... Yeah. Dinosaur, like was learning the Barney dude and some of these things. And, you know, you see a kid with a smile on their face, you know, puts a smile on your face pretty quickly. I can tell you. Do you think that you're, that you're, and by your, I mean, and just in particular, the SFU and RMM community, do you think a lot of the success of that has to do with having to make your own fun? You know, especially SFU, your great band. And for a while there was a Triumph Street Pipe Band that was competing with you. But I remember when I was in SFU, it was just us. And we kind of had to make our own fun throughout the season to keep our playing level high and to keep enthusiasm high. Do you think that plays into it? And then maybe now that I play in Inverary, I mean, the the fun is already kind of there for you. You know, typically, you know, you can roll out of bed and go to a great pipe band contest on a regular basis in Scotland. But 
in, in BC, I just remember, you know, we would do the concerts and all that stuff just to keep things moving and interesting. And that's probably a great advantage, even though you're so isolated in British Columbia relative to the rest of the piping world. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think a high percentage of pipers in the world don't have a band or a community at their fingertips. They live in remote areas or there's no one piping at kind of their level or whatever. And I just kind of take a long term, it's a long game, you know, I mean, we're willing to, to go through kind of the, the quietness of the winter, because when we get to the spring and summer, there's so many fantastic events that are going on. It's well worth putting the time in kind of on your own or with the occasional teacher mm -hmm. on zoom or whatever, because in the summertime it's worth it. So mm -hmm. I don't know, you, I mean, I just found it was always a long game for me and it was always looking forward to next summer, basically or in my case, some of the fall and the Glen Fittics and, and those sort of events that would be worth putting the, the bagpipe time in during the year for those big events. And I think people are like that. I mean, but do you be surprised how many people do not play in a band, do not have pipers nearby? They just see, even some of my students, some of my students see me once a week or once every two weeks, and that's it. No other piping contact. And so we're going to make that fun for them and, and worthwhile for them. And they look forward to winter storm and other, the other big events that are going on during the year. You know. Like cruises. Like cruises. Like, like <laughs> May 4th Absolutely. to Alaska, May 4th to 11th. I don't know if I mentioned it. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Star Wars, I mean, the cruise starts yeah, on May the May 4th. 4th. It's, you know, we had a couple of cruises that started on the 5th and the 3rd, but we decided to go with May the 4th. Because I think we, we got to put Star Wars in the music book at this point, Jack. Yeah, you have to have give, it, have like a give it a big plug. By the way, Andrew D, I have started the music package and I'll send it to you to tweak. Oh, okay, great. I'll give you some <laughs> yeah. suggestions. It has a certain nautical yeah. theme to it. Oh, great. That's, you know, we'll I'm run, a sucker for wordplay. Absolutely. <laughs> so that should be good. Well, I, you know, Jack, I think it's really cool that you're able to spend a few minutes with us. I mean, do we have any parting thoughts before we wrap up this brief podcast visit or? I don't know. We I mean, we're looking forward to it. This is the first time you and I have collaborated in a wee while. So that's been a fun, yeah. fun adventure, I think, hopefully for both of us. And putting the cruise together, it was kind of a lot of work early on to get all to get it on the boat and block out our rooms and get the word out. But now the word's out and the people are signing up. So we're going to have to talk, seriously actually talk about cutting them up at some point because the space will become an issue. We need more instructors. Yeah. But that's yeah. been fun and we're hoping that people will continue to sign up and uh, get excited about the cruise. If you have signed up already, you'll be hearing from us much more regularly closer to with music and schedules and things like that. But looking forward to it. Yeah. Maybe if, to Alaska. If anyone listening or watching wants to learn more, you can, of course, I, I would assume it's on your website, Jack, it but is. it's also on ours. Pipersdojo.com slash cruise will get you all the information that you need to know. Super easy one. If you just want to type that and it's in. all over Facebook. We've posted the number of times on Facebook and this sort of things. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's uh, slash um, C-R-U-I-S-E. If you go to pipersdojo.com slash C-R-E-W-S, that's where you choose which Piper's Dojo sub gang you want to be in. Right. So just so yeah. people don't get which too confused. Crew, yeah, not to be confused with the dojo cruise. Yeah. Right. You're, you're right. talking about this food, right? Look at that. Even though right here, you guys. There you go. Pat, a pretty pamphlets. picture and everything. That's pretty exactly. sick. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious if I'm curious, let me just make sure that if I go to Google and I type in cruise journey north, what happens? Oh, it pops up there pretty good. And then I, I bet you if you put the word bagpipe in, yeah, pops up right at the top. There you go. Can't be easier. Definitely, you know, 
don't rule it out. Oh, final thought. I don't know about you, Jack, but well, and maybe is Christine maybe not going to come? We decided Christine, or, at this point, it looks not like she might yeah. not because we have a grandson birthday that week. But this is like my spouse's favorite thing ever. She's like, wait, so you're going to be busy for a whole week and I just get to chill out on the cruise ship. And I was like, yeah, basically, does that something that would interest you? And she's like, yeah, where do I what, sign up? What do you do with so, children? Uh, well, you know, they'll leave, they'll be fine. Gram, gram there, leave, yeah. leave some graham crackers in the yeah. living room. And the, Hannah's yeah, almost nine. Yeah, she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, we, we've got Grammy, great Grammy Douglas that uh, she always steps up for these things. So love it. that's the plan at the moment anyway. Okay. Looking kids, forward to it, boys. Kids get rid of me for a week, so they're happy. All right. Well, there it is, Jack. Thanks again. My really pleasure. cool. And, and hopefully this will come out probably not too long before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody, and, and enjoy. Okay. And, and uh, Merry Christmas, we'll, folks. we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.